podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a Robbie Fry Fell TV proudly sponsored by Everlast. You're quite lively for a Sunday night, G. I'm the opposite of lively. I'm mellow. Are you? I could be in fucking Timbuktu, though, really, couldn't I? Again. Um, I don't know what it is with you in Timbuktu. Uh, Gareth, um, what did you make of last night's events? Um, we were just discussing it before we started. Lee Wood was up on all of the cards before he got stopped. What did you make of the fight? Yeah, I think he was marginally ahead. I think I had him around round and a half, around half, kind of around ahead. Um, uh, I know the judges had him four rounds and two and two rounds ahead, but um, I was a kind of case of, I think, I thought it was better for him to take the fight late. I thought he might come stronger later, but Lara's power and um, aggressiveness kind of marked his face up early, Mark Wood's face up early, he looked in a little bit of trouble early on. Um, then he seemed to recover and do fairly well and outbox Lara, but he's everyone's worst nightmare at 126 pounds, isn't he? I mean, he's, he's a nasty little beggar. I mean, he, you know, spitting on Warrington after the fight and trying to get in the corner and everyone trying to keep him away from Lee Wood after the fight. You don't know if he's going to headbutt his opponent after the fight, spits on him, come hit him again or, um, or say, well done. Um, he's actually quite a nice fella, but when he's got his kind of radar, beamed in on his opponents there's no there's no getting away from him he went into this without a world title fight rated as by many people as the number one in the division he probably is you know does Michael Conlon beat him though um even though obviously Michael got knocked out by Lee that's a very good fight what do I make of it it was a great fight it was um terrific terrific punches thrown by Lee Wood as well who put a dent in Lara at times but he just couldn't force him out of there. Lara went into his shell a couple of times, didn't he? Lee had a couple of good rounds um, or a couple of good flurries as well and, and some good moments. But, you know, the, the when they exchanged those left hooks in the seventh round, it was it was good night Vienna, wasn't it? You know, it really was. Much like um, Anthony Art's situation um, totally. last, last month against Betabiev, where he wants to carry on, of course, because he's a fighter. Lee Wood exactly the same last night. Um, at that point, definitely wanted to carry on. Um, I think the main talking point from last night has been about Ben Davison and his decision to call that fight off. Um, obviously, you got the camp of brilliant uh, decision. He cares for his fight. He knows his fight is, is best out of anyone. Um, it was the right call. We protected him and he can fight for another day. And then you've got other people saying they thought, you know, Lee could have carried on. It's a world title fight. Um and they thought Lee still had a chance in there. So uh, where do you sit on this argument, if you like? Well, I'm in Camp Davison on this, I've got to say. I, you know, I'd, I'd always rather someone be pulled out. Um, well, let's look at the... There were only 12 seconds left in the round, weren't there? Um, hmm. Or he had to survive about 10 seconds after the count. You could have left him in there. Also... Um, the referee hadn't ensured that Lara was back in his near the neutral corner, by the way. And he was literally pushed the referee out of the way to get to him. He should have been in the neutral corner while that count was going on. He'd made his way over right to the referee. That that was wrong as well. 
But ultimately, Lee Woods, his eyes looked like he'd gone, his legs had gone. Lara's a horrible, dangerous, spiteful puncher. Um, he was clearly concussed from that left hook. Um, I think it was the right decision. He could have recovered in a minute and come out. And I think it's much of the same again would have happened. And he could have got very hurt and he could have taken too many punches. So um, I, I'm with Davison. I think he did the right thing. And it's Davison, Davison's prerogative. He, know Lee, he knows Lee Wood very well. He's been with him a couple of years. Loves the guy to death. I've been with him several times. I know Ben very well, and I know what Ben's like. He, he was thinking of Davison. Uh, he was thinking of Lee Wood. He wasn't thinking of, of himself. Um, all he was thinking about was his fighter's safety. And um, those questioning it need need examining. Why why would they why would they want Lee Wood to carry on? Lara didn't look in trouble in that fight, did he? Um, and there, there's still another five rounds to go. Um, Lee had shipped quite a lot of punishment. Lara had as well. It was always going to be that kind of fight. I don't know why we have people questioning it was a stupid decision. I, I mean, I don't know who is truly questioning um, it's a stupid decision. I've seen a few fighters online. Um, Who? Who's questioning today. it? I think Lyndon Arthur put something up. Obviously, on the commentary, on the punditry, rather, Tony Bellew was very vocal about this. Would he do it if it was his own son? I doubt it. Would he do it if it was someone very close to him? I'm not so sure about that. Um, but yeah, 10, 10, 10 seconds is plenty of time for Lara to land a, a massive left hook again, isn't it? Yeah, but, it, but and also a minute is enough time to recover. But if he was concussed and he was in a bad state, you know, um, I mean, people will bring up, oh, what about the Corrales-Castillo fight where they got up and down and fought and fought. I think we're, we're in a different era. And I, and I think Lee Wood's 34, Lara's 24. Lara's a very heavy puncher. Um, it's nine of his last 10 opponents. I think nine of his last 10 wins have, have been by stoppage. Um, he just looked out. He, he looked out and gone for me. I don't know if you thought he should have carried on. No, I thought Ben made the right decision there, to be honest, because um, if, it, if it went the other way, let him carry on and he got, you know, brutally knocked out, then Ben would be getting it 10 times worse today. Certainly, definitely didn't. Yeah, I agree, but it's not, it's not even Ben getting it 10 times worse. Lee Wood wouldn't have been in a good as good a place. I haven't heard hospital. from Ben yeah. today. Exactly, and that's the last thing we want. And I think you have to look at Lee's age. Uh, they have to take all those factors into it as well. And, Ben knows the guy. Ben knows him. People are just giving their opinions because it's how they feel. You can't, you know. But it's 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 fighter safety we're talking about here. We're not we're not talking about um, a judging decision. We're talking about someone being hurt in there. Clearly hurt. He banged his head when he went down. He went out flat as well, didn't he? So, no, it's the right decision. I, 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 I've no doubt about it. You know, both at the time and what, since I've seen it back, I haven't had a doubt that it was the right decision. Mm. Well, yeah, I think uh, the rematch will happen. So, uh, yeah, we get to see it again. Gareth, just away from last night, please. Um, actually, we'll quickly... and, that's thing, and that's the other thing, by What's the way. That? He gets to fight another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. 
quick, quickly mention Friday night. Um, talking about knockouts, David Adelaide produced a, an incredible left hook as well that put loose out. What did you make of Adelaide? Um, I like David Adelaide. Um, I think he's great fun. Um, I think I like the look of him. I like the feel of him. It's a very big year for him. Um, he was patient in that fight. Um, was that second Wait, round? Second round. Is he ready yeah. for Fabio Wardley or is it too early? I think that's a tough fight for him right now, Fabio Wardley. Fabio Wardley's already been kind of risen up the levels of it. I'd love to see it, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a group of young heavyweights um, and, and, and Wardley, is it Wardley is a Queensbury fighter or not? No, Wardley's with Eddie and David's with Frank. So, you know, maybe that'd be good to put Eddie and, <laughs> and, and Frank against each other as well. So, you know, look, they're going to have to face each other at some point. They're on a very similar trajectory. Fabio's just slightly ahead, I think, at this, at this moment in time. But, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd favour Fabio in that fight right now. I think that David's advancing. Um, you know, he's a long way from the Sokolovsky fight. Um, a couple of years ago where he was a bit all over the place. But, um, yeah, there was something good about it. But I didn't think much of the opponent, I've got to be fair. He only had one uh, boxing match, even though he'd been a kickboxing. I remember him in glory. Um, and, and, you know, he was, he was very good in that. But kickboxing is a different thing. And heavyweight boxing is a different thing. Normally you find that the kickboxers are very good and have got, you know, great... Um, torsos as well because they're kicked so much to the body but heavyweight boxing is different I think Adelaide's got a very heavy punch he set it up beautifully in the corner though didn't he it was a it was a lovely shape that he threw and um you know we got the we got the celebration didn't we you know he's a great guy he's a lovely guy David Adelaide and I wish him all the best absolutely uh let's talk about the Fury brothers we'll start with um Tyson, obviously still no real concrete update on him and Alexander Rusik. I saw your piece with Adam Capshaw you did on, on TalkSport about uh, Eddie's comment, um, because it looks like this fight at the moment isn't heading to Saudi Arabia if it happens. Um, and Eddie was um, discussing how, because Anthony Joshua is not involved, this fight isn't happening in Saudi Arabia because it's commercially not big enough. Um, your, your thoughts on that? Well, it's a big call from Eddie, I think, to say that the undisputed heavyweight title is a is not big enough for Saudi Arabia. It's not commercially viable enough. Um, he may have a point about Anthony Joshua being a bigger draw over there, but he's, well, he only fought there twice, hasn't he? Um, and both of those times was on Sky Box Office as well, I hasten to add, rather than uh, on DAZN. We're going to find out some truths now on DAZN. Will, hit, will Joshua and Jermaine Franklin do numbers? Um, I'm sure it'll sell out the O2 Arena. But um, no, if it was the other way around and these were Eddie's fighters, he'd be saying what a massive fight it was. He should be going to Saudi Arabia. So um, apples and oranges there from Eddie. Um, it is big enough to go there, I think. Um, but maybe they didn't get the money they wanted there. Now they're wrangling over the money here. I don't think it is going to Saudi Arabia unless something happens this week with the other Fury brother and more talks go on. Um, but I, I mean, my understanding is it's it's heading to Wembley on 
April the 29th if they can get the financials right. Clearly, uh, Fury's team don't want to go 50-50 with Usyk. Um, he is asking for a certain sum and he's not budging on it. It'll be an absolute travesty for boxing and for the public and for everyone if this fight doesn't get over the line with these four belts available. Uh, and these two guys undefeated, both in their prime, I hasten to add, um, and, and that they don't face each other. And we don't get it in the UK. I think it would be tragic, Umar. Um, and, you know, I, I urge Fury and, and his team, um, I urge Frank Warren and George Warren just to make this agreement. You know, at the end of the day, um, yes, it is about money, but don't let's not make it about money. Let's get the fight over the line. Let's get it sign let's get it on because it's going to be a massive black eye for boxing if those belts get scattered and and Yusuk has to go off and do mandatories and we don't get the undisputed title um be so disappointing i'm feeling the low from that already if it doesn't happen for me they've got to get this fight over the line this week i mean they were together frank warren and um alexander krasiuk weren't they um last wednesday at the arsenal man city game you were probably there as well you you're a regular no. in the box these days. No, I wasn't there actually. I'm trying to... no. I was at the Creed premiere actually that night. I well, of course you were. You were, you were separating Lawrence Coley and uh, Richard Riakpo. Yeah, think I, Richard thought, I, I thought I wouldn't get in the middle of that. Leave that I alone. I think Riakpo got the better of that, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lawrence will get back at me for that. Yeah. I had Dan Aziz in the Talk Sports studio on Saturday night and he said he sparred both of them as an amateur. And he said, Richard Riakpo, man, he can crack. He said he cracks so hard. And he said, Lawrence is so difficult to fight. And he said, back in those days, Lawrence was a really adept boxer, was advancing very quickly. But um, no, I mean, they've got to get this fight over the line. No which way about it. If they're asking 55 for U6 45, which I think is kind of fair, um, then that's fine. And But if U6 team don't want to do it and they want a straight 50-50, then they've got to go with that. They've got to go with that. He's got three of the belts. He's undefeated as well. Yes, he's not as big a draw for the British public, but he's been in a massive fight involving Anthony Joshua at Spurs. So, you know, they give him his dues. Do 50-50. I think it does a million pay-per-view buys anyway. Um, and I think it sells out Wembley Stadium. You know, work that out. You know, they're both going to earn 25 million, you know. Hmm. I, I know people won't want to hear this about splits and they'll completely agree with what you've just said and just get the thing on. Um, but you, you've got to realise this is a business and this is how things work. You know that better than anyone. You've been in the sport for years and years, Gareth. You know things aren't just straightforward. Um, they've obviously done, they've worked on a deal with Saudi. If, it, if um, This is assuming it goes to Wembley. They've they've worked on a deal with Saudi. Usyk's team obviously had their own deal. They were working on Tyson's deal. It seems like from rumours that's collapsed. So they're having to renegotiate a whole new deal. And obviously Tyson's saying, and I'm guessing Tyson's team are saying, well, we're bringing like a huge chunk of the pot here. So if we're gonna if we're gonna do this deal and put the terms out, they're probably asking for sixty forty. Do you think? Do you think that's what's going on? There may be, but they they shouldn't. This is this is. You talk about a business deal, right? It's making a profit. So you don't, the business deal is between the pair of them. Um, Fury is the most famous, more famous of the two fighters. There, there is, there's no doubt about that. 
but USIC deserves enormous credit for what he's achieved. Um, and, you know, he doesn't go into this fight without a chance of winning. So, and it's going to be a very cagey, very difficult fight to judge and score. Um, it could be very, very close. Um, we know what a good mover Usyk is, and he's clever, and he'll use all his ring generalship in this fight. Fury probably should be a bit too big for him and a bit too awkward to to outmaneuver, but because Fury, as we know, can dance as well. Um, not so much latterly, of course. He, he, he's, he doesn't move quite as much. Um, he'll use his weight more on you. So I'm really salivating about the, the prospect of the event taking place. But no, I think it's got to get over the line by hook or by crook. And I, and I don't. I'm not siding with yes, Josh. Um, yes, Fury gets the bigger deal. Um, no, they just get the deal. Just get the deal done. If you have to go 48-52 or just squeeze it for it to have marginal favoritism in terms of the business deal. It's a profit-making fight. There's no question about it. It's a huge money-making fight. We can't afford for this fight to collapse. The smokescreen of this Fury Wilder 4 thing as well worries me. You know, I think it's a smokescreen. You know, I think that's what was going on last week. And I think Krasiuk, Alexander Krasiuk, came out and did an interview at one point last week saying, look, we're not doing it unless it's 50-50. Um, I'm sure the, the discussions are more cordial um, than than those quotes in that interview he did. But oh my god, I just can't contemplate it not happening. Frankly, you know, I want it to happen here. I think it'll be an amazing event here on April the 29th. It will be a huge, huge event in the UK, um, and uh, you know, fingers and toes crossed that we get this over the line this week. I shall be. Uh, um, while you're out in Saudi, I shall be chasing Frank and George on this, and probably Bob, and maybe Krasiuk. We're going to have a busy week next week, Gareth. Yeah, um, yeah, well, a deal, <laughs> a deal that did get done, uh, of course, is uh, Jake Paul and Sami Fury. We are, well, exactly one week away. They'll be in the ring within hours uh, next Sunday. Um, you nervous for Tommy, Gareth? No, I'm not nervous for Tommy. It doesn't matter to me what happens. Does it not reflect bad on boxing if he loses? No, I don't think so at all. I think he's got great cojones fighting this guy. And I think good luck to him earning five million or whatever he's going to earn. This is a multi-million dollar fight for an area title, basically, isn't it? You know, <laughs> yeah. it, it's what it is. An area cruiserweight title. Oh, well, actually you say it. that, but Mauritius and Amar said he'll, he'll rank Jake Paul if he beats him. So well, there, there are some that people have have taken the top line from that. It's not absolutely true. It's what we've all talked about as the top line. He, is, he isn't going to be ranked in the top 15 in the world. And if Badu Jack beats Lumbra Makagbu, he's not going to be calling him out for a world title fight. He probably wouldn't mind calling him out for a world title. Well, he's called uh, out Froch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but but it's it's... There's no way that it merits a, a world ranking. I mean, it's something, isn't it? A top 40 or something. These, yeah, are, these are 380 yeah. and 360 in the world or something at Cruiserweight, these two guys. So they're nowhere near anywhere. Tommy hasn't fought anyone of note. Um, so it doesn't merit a top 40 ranking, which is, which is, I think, what it is. Something like a top 40 ranking. It's nonsense. It's it's It's... It's the WBC. There's nothing other than the WBC uh, 
wanting to, you know, shave, you know, a couple of percent off the purse. That's what it looks like anyway from the outside. Again, Mauricio Suleiman, another one I'm chasing to get an answer on that. Um, and on Connor Ben's 270-page report. Look, I've mentioned it again. That's gone all quiet again, hasn't it? Um, <laughs> and um, I'll, I'll give you a little reveal here. There have been talks for Con Connor Ben and Manny Pacquiao. Really? Wow. Really, really, really. I know, because people I know have told me who have been involved on the other side. There have been talks. So, which is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, who wins that? I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll speak to you about. I know it's very hard to contemplate, but uh, you're uh, I know you're asking me about Tommy Fury and Jake Paul. Am I worried for Tommy? I think Jake Paul could win. I think Tommy's got to hold his nerve in there, yeah. and let Jake Paul come on and catch him, and he could knock him out. There's no question about that. But who'd have thought? three years ago that would be saying that that Jake Paul knocked out clean Tyron Woodley and he knocked Anderson Silva down, you know? Mm. I, I, I think it might be a draw. How about the draws 10 to 1? Um, you know, um, so look, I think Jake Paul's got huge balls and he's a great cojones, great um, admiration for him stepping up to chase this kind of thing and chase boxing. Tommy's a new father. He and Molly May and the new baby Bambi. Bambi, not great. Bambi. Yeah. Um, Bambi, yeah. Bambi, um, what a lovely name. Um, <laughs> Bambi, um, you know, what, what a great thing to have. Where he's going to get a, a lovely payday just having become a father. That's the way I see it. I think, I think, obviously, there's great pride in the Fury family about about boxing, so they don't want to see Tommy lose, but. They're not going to treat him like a pariah if he does lose. Um, no way. John, I, you and I know John better than that. And he's not going to berate his son. He's going to berate him if he doesn't put in a good performance um, and give his all, which he will. But anything could happen in this fight. We're all rubbernecking. There's so much jeopardy for Tommy. He's got all the pressure on him. There's no pressure at all on Jake Paul. He signed a deal with the PFL MMA as well. He's going to go cage fighting next against the likes of Aaron Chalmers. You know, I'm going to be sitting here watching Aaron Chalmers, Floyd Mayweather doing a couple of Floyd Mayweather interviews next week. You're going to miss out on that one. Um, yeah. And then I think Aaron Chalmers, if he acquits himself, well, he'll be chasing um, Tommy Paul, Tommy Fury, Jake Paul, KSI. Um, it's a whole. This is the fight that Jake Paul can prove that he can beat a boxer. Um, this is his toughest fight, no question. But they're both novices, and it's how maybe how they handle the occasion next week that really matters as well. You know, mm. so that is what really matters. You just so we're all going to be watching. Well, definitely are. But it's yeah, a bit of a bizarre, bizarre one. Jake and Tommy in Saudi, and you got Floyd Mayweather at the O2 with uh, Aaron Chalmers. It's a bizarre weekend, to be fair. Yeah, I'm covering all of it and I'm really looking forward to it. It's very unusual. I mean, I'm going to be, it looks like I'm going to be at Mayweather Chalmers, just doing some interviews and stuff. Um, it's always fascinating being around Floyd, as you know, but there's going to be a lot of attention on Sunday night. Do you think, I think it might do a million pay-per-view buys, um, uh, Tommy and, and Jake. 
I'd be I'd, I'd be surprised if he did a million, but it'll definitely do well. Oh no, it'll do it'll do millions of views. It'll do actually because yeah. then it oh, must yeah. be well, on. If there's a big knockout, it'll it'll go all over the world, won't it? So um, yeah, it's on BT Sport box office. Gareth, thank you very much for your time. I need to get to bed because I've got to be up about five six a.m. to catch my flight. But uh, we'll speak soon. All right. Enjoy. Sports Social Podcast Network.